Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hello and welcome to Loose Units, Loose Ends, the weekly spin-off podcast. I'm Paul, that's John, and Dad, I've got some mild news for you. This is a bit of an update uh, in an ongoing true crime story, and I'm sure you've been following this keenly, but I believe... Maybe last week, the news came out that in Baltimore, Adnan Syed's case was kind of falling apart, and it looked like he was probably going to, you know, get off. Mm. Um, now, yesterday, yesterday, something very, very big happened. Were you following this story at all? Yeah, I, I, I'm following it. Um, yeah, so the Baltimore yeah. prosecutors, they, they officially dropped Syed's criminal case. Mm. Um, they got some DNA testing done. It came back. Uh, they hadn't tested Heyman Lee's shoes. They mm. just hadn't done it at the time. They did the tests, found four people's DNA on the shoes, none of it Adnan's. Um, and that combined with some other DNA-related stuff, they basically went, nope, he's done. And so the prosecution has dropped the case. Now, um, this is great. I think it's great news. I think the case was handled very poorly, and I, I, I believe he was innocent. But the problem here, and this is not to do with Adnan, um, two, truth, two things can be true at the same time. So the announcement was made by Baltimore State's Attorney Marilyn Mosby, and um, her office have been kind of handling this. Now, part of the problem here is that on the one hand, uh, she's doing, in my opinion, the right thing. The DNA test, the fact that her shoes weren't tested at the time, that Heyman Lee's shoes weren't tested, is absolutely insane. Uh, and the case should be thrown out. And if he didn't do it, 23 years of his life have been chewed up, and that happens to people... Um, all the time in America. So this is, I think this is a win for justice. On the other hand, uh, Mosby is in trouble because the DOJ is investigating her for um, corruption and all kinds of other things. So it's been argued by a few different journalists that um, it's not that she made this appraisal and announcement uh, purely cynically, it's that the timing was cynical because um, she's timed it so that it kind of drowns out the investigation into her. So I find that interesting. Mm. Um, Paul, that's but- interesting. But I, what, what troubles me now, mm-hmm. um, of course, the murdered girl's family mm-hmm. have lodged an appeal. Yes. They are beside themselves. They can't believe it. But wouldn't you want the correct person to be caught? But Paul, mate, is it the correct person or is it not? We still don't know. Just yeah, because the, a jury says... And no, the deep- I'm, I'm saying the case was so so poorly handled that if I was sitting there, I'd, I'd be... Look, I would be happy that someone had been charged. You'd want someone to be charged, right? But I'd want the right person to be charged. If I found out that 
actually, if I found out that the wrong person was charged and the, and the killer was still out there, uh, the cocktail of hatred I would have for not just the killer, but myself for... You know what I mean? The case I understand, was not, but it Paul... Was not, it was not handled well no, enough to justify the conviction. I agree, but in my opinion, mm. like in a lot of these cases where he had motive um, and he can't be tried twice for the same crime, mm-hmm. a perverse part of me hoped that he'd come out and stand there and go, actually, I did it. I know that's weird. I don't know in history whether anyone's ever done that just to say to people the system is actually screwed. So my my belief is that there's probably only one person that knows the truth, that being the murderer, and I still feel it's possible that he did it. And I watched Four Corners on Monday night. Christina and I watched Four Corners. It was about DNA. And I'm running on Bondi Beach this morning thinking about... You know, they, they believe that there's this utopian future, which is actually dystopian, and where everyone's DNA is on record. I find that very problematic for a start because ultimately it will be used for other means, mm-hmm. always. These things, it always... And, of course, you've let the cat out of the bag and... I mean, just look what's happening in China with facial identification. And, and they make mistakes. And on Four Corners, they were talking about being able to create these computer-generated images based on people's DNA. Have you seen the show? No. Oh, mate, it's, it's just... But the, the problem I have, and I thought about it whilst running this morning, was how easy it is to plant DNA. Plant it. You can put it wherever you like. We've discussed being able to move fingerprints and place them, lift them from one object and place them at the scene of a crime. Now, it takes a very, very highly skilled fingerprint expert to be able to even make a determination as to whether or not they believe it has actually been transferred, lifted and then relocated. But imagine if you've got semen, hairs, body, skin, fluids, whatever, and you just... Imagine if you're a crooked police officer. So this is just what I was thinking while I was running this morning. I was kind of coming up with what I thought was basically the perfect crime or or the perfect frame. If you want to frame someone, imagine if you're a, a crooked um, or a bent police officer, which is God, that's certainly not out of the question, and you go to a crime and you want to set it up so that someone that perhaps you have a vendetta with or it's some criminal that you feel as though, you know, it's about time to sort of shaft them, put them away. You collect DNA, their DNA, which is really easy to do. Like, it's so easy, it's not funny. Mm -hmm. And then you just simply keep it in a um, sterile container like a bag and discreetly at another crime scene, you deposit those items. I mean, that is... And then the person is in the frame. And then they have to prove that it wasn't them. And that's scary. And there's no such thing. And they were talking about DNA, you know, how it's the... Basically, it's you can't get away with anything. Well, yes, you can. There are so many ways of killing people that don't involve your DNA. 
Um, for example, put a bullet in a gun, have gloves on, and shoot someone. No DNA. But they, Or you walk up to someone in the street with a clean knife and you stab them in the back. No DNA. You walk away. Uh, so, problematic. And, you know, I'd hate to see a future. I mean, in America also, they take babies' DNA when they're born. And I just, you know... What's this got to do with Adnan? Well, you you mentioned DNA. Yes, but what's it got to do with Adnan? Well, the fact is... Specifically. Well, the fact that they found him innocent or not guilty to me uh, is not... It's not 100%. It's not ironclad. You know, it wasn't just the... Well, yeah, first of all, it's... I mean, it's innocent until proven guilty, right? Mm. You meant to be able to prove without a shadow of a doubt that the person did it. Mm. There can't be a... There can't be any... Otherwise, you don't put them in prison. But because of the overcrowding of the prison system and because of extreme racial bias and all kinds of economic bias and, you know, like uh, judges and their weird political biases... You have these holes where immediately post 9-11, you have a Muslim, a young Muslim man uh, whacked into jail very quickly with very shonky evidence. Uh, and it turns out now there are multiple other suspects who are compelling and were not um, pushed at the time. Uh, one of whom is in prison on um, sexual assault charges, um, I believe rape charges, um, violent rape charges potentially. Um the DNA doesn't line up. The phone records have been completely debunked and all this stuff. And they're going like, this is, sorry, this wasn't enough. Not only that, but now the DNA doesn't make sense. So uh, worst case scenario, we had, uh, we got him through there in the shonkiest of means and, uh, and that's not good enough. In uh, best case for Adnan, uh, he's completely innocent and the case was all handled very badly. I think Jay did it, but I've always thought Jay did it or the boyfriend. Um, but it's a really interesting time because, like we said a couple of weeks back, you know, this podcast serial is sort of the reason that Loose Units exists. It mm. was one of the things I, I pushed when I went in with Penguin. I said, look, serial's huge. And they went, yep. And I went, well, you know, let's capitalize on that. I think mm. I even said that. So Three, 350 million downloads. Very popular. That's... Oh, and the new season's um, extremely good as well. It's extremely good. It's worth listening to. Uh, Dad, the other piece of thing, the other piece of thing here, have a piece of thing I wanted to run by you is the fact that Jeffrey Dahmer's um, glasses that he wore in prison are going up for sale if they're not sold already for $150,000 US. Love it, y'all. I think this is fucking repellent. I find the Mm. fetishization of serial killers and killers in general absolutely repugnant. I mean, you go on Twitter and people are just, it's like they're treating it like an an aesthetic. Mm. Um... I mean, Jeffrey Dahmer killed predominantly black men Hmm. um, and uh, not just that, you know, gay black men in a period where police were turning a blind eye because the gay community and black community were being targeted. And it really does feel like selling these glasses and wearing them around. Hmm, I didn't know about that. But there's a big thing of Jeffrey Dahmer at the moment on Netflix. There's both the documentary uh, and there's the dramatization. Mm. And tried watching the dramatization, found it fucking repellent well made but absolutely unnecessary in my opinion i don't need to watch the slow motion you know glorification of this guy i mean you know when you get a mass shooting right and Mm. the first thing the press does is publish the fucking pdf insane manifesto that this fuckhead put up on facebook or whatever and i want to scream at them and go no that's what they wanted like stop they want to be famous 
So make them anonymous, right? They want to, they want their faces out there. So fucking just delete them from history. They are not worth glorifying or objectifying. It just, you know, I don't want them to get what they wanted in any way, shape, or form. And I don't think. I ju- I just think we got to be really careful with these like psychotic shamanistic murder men who just go out there and try and turn themselves into these avatars of hatred and then we kind of you know fucking sell merch like like i get it i get 150,000 it, it would take you know what would be great you buy the glasses um and you make sure that the you so you sell the glasses and then you give the money to you know um black queer youth charities right like you put it straight back into the community dharma affected and then you snatch them out of the hands of the person who paid for them and you stomp on them i mean really nobody should be profiting from this except the people who are hurt that's it really it really makes me mad and i think it's um i think it should make everyone everyone very angry frankly um am i crazy for being <clears throat> paul it's very so- interesting listen listening to your passion this morning because now i'm getting a bit of a sense of maybe that's how i sometimes sound when I start one of my, you know, just boy, you're you're really going hard. I'm really pissed. I'm also, almost, I'm almost, uh, I don't almost can't, don't know what to say. I've I've had a headache for the last mm. seven days, and it, it left. But I, yeah, I left got, today, and I'm very okay. Animated. No, I understand, but the, but I also, conversely, uh, Paul mm. and listeners, is that I think you've got to be very careful. I mean, I, I talk, I understand objectification, but I also think you've got to be very careful when you start erasing history as well. So I think you need to, because that's basically what we do, Paul. Our true crime podcasts are actually talking about bad people. Uh, but there is a, and we can't deny this, I mean, this is the, the crux, this is the, the, the cornerstone of what mm. we do, mm. is that we do talk about um, some pretty messed up stuff. Uh, and we've and- contend we we have contended with the um with the question of hey are we profiting off this stuff and it's it's something I want us to keep questioning as mm. much as possible yeah. yeah but but also it it should be noted that every single live show we've ever done has always been at a comedy venue I don't know whether there are many true crime um particularly police ex police current police officers around the world that would do their their show. At a comedy venue, because what we do, which I think is unique to the two of us, uh, apart from the father-son dynamic, which is really good, mm. um, is that we do, we sort of, you know, we make things, um, we don't make light of things, but, you know, we we extract some humorous elements, which I think is really important. And our, our, our fan base, our listeners, of which there are numerous, they really like it. And I think it's good for our mental health as well. But, well, my mental health. Um, oh, no, please, Dad. It, this is a very necessary release for me as well. I need to get stuff off my chest mm-hmm. and vent. You know, it's and it's good also that we do disagree on certain things. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would never, ever sort of like to get to the point where, you know, we didn't like each other because of a particular view we had, which I of course can't, can't see happening. So I, I tend to... Uh, you know, I like to sort of tread it's a fine line uh, yeah. because that's one of the reasons we've been going for. Well, we're in our fifth year. It sounds mm-hmm. I can't can hardly even I can't can hardly even believe that. Yeah, it's kind of weird. You know, kind of weird way. Um. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row, dreaming of something better? Well, Hello Fresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. But um, I thought also I'd like to do a bit of a shout out here. And this is a really interesting story, Paul. It's a short story. It's a great story. Mm-hmm. Uh, I heard it a few days ago. So I went and had coffee with my lovely mother, Margaret Verhoeven, who lives on the northern beaches of Sydney. And she said to me, look, John, uh, there's a fan of loose units. And I've known about this particular fan never met her and she's a friend of mum's and I said I texted mum in the morning I said look how about you notify your this this friend of yours who really loves loose units and bring her along to coffee and then what mum did because she's a bit of a technophile she she cut and pasted she took a screenshot of what I'd said and sent it to her friend saying why don't you bring friend along so I go to coffee and I meet mum's friend she is a lady that is She's a fan. She can quote not only episodes, but the quote the number of the episode. Oh, God. She'll wow. say, oh, yes, in, in, in episode 67 and in episode 108. And I thought, fuck, this is pretty full on. And it's weird when I meet people because you start talking and you pretty quickly realize that they actually know a lot about you, which is kind of slightly weird. And she was born uh, near Scone, which is sort of Musselbrook, Hunter Valley, sort of north of Sydney. Wait, there's a Scone in Australia? Yeah, Scone. Interesting. Not Scone. No, I know. Same spelling. Yeah, no, I know. But you don't say, I live in Scone. I know. You live in Scone. I know. Her, so she's born and... I'm just going to sort of 
tease everyone here for a moment and say that she has a Christian name mm-hmm. that is, to my knowledge and to her knowledge, she's the first person I've ever met in my life who has this particular name. And she said it's, she thinks she's the only person in the world with this name. Are you intrigued? Yeah, okay. So, they live on a sheep station, sheep farm. They're sheep farmers. Mm. When she's born in Scone, or thereabouts, her father has to go into town to register the birth at the local courthouse. And I imagine it's sometime in the 1960s. The father, and this is coming straight from this lovely lady's mouth, said to me, Oh, and of course, Dad on the way had to stop in at the pub for a few. As you do, she said. So the dad, excited about the birth of his daughter, stops in at a a country pub, has a few ales, and then proceeds to the courthouse where he forgets the daughter's name that he's supposed to give her. Then he kind of remembered that It was sort of similar to Pamela, the name. But then he thought, hang on a sec, it's lambing season and there's a silent B in the name. You ready for this? Because lamb, as we all know, L-A-M-B, Pamela. He inserted a silent B in Pamela. He inserted the B from lamb into Pamela. Correct. So her name's Pamela. And that's a true story. You said silent B, so it's just Pamela. No, you don't say that, though, because... it is. A, he just knew that there was a B in this word, That's silent funny. B. So he That's inserted the B. Isn't that a wonderful story? And that is her name she was christened with in, in law. Oh, my God. And she's a diehard fan. And I think she's going to become slightly excited hearing a little snippet about, uh, about her. And I thought it was a, a nice way to, uh, to conclude this. We, uh, should, we should put a silent B in this podcast. And call it, um, well... Where would you put it? Where would you put it? Where would you put a B? Um, Ow! Stupid. Anyway. Uh, There's been one in the room the whole time. He's just been very quiet. Uh, Hey, I'm sorry I got so worked up before, but I have... It's cool. It's cool. Dad, I have newfound energy. No, Uh, I get it. I get it. Can I just just sort of... Not correct you, because I don't don't like to use that term, particularly father-son thing, because I regard us as equals, but you, you... you did mention bad men, but let's face it, there are fucking bad women out there too. We have female jails that are chockers. I know, but so, I mean, when ninety-nine, when literally ninety-nine percent of murders are committed by men, statistically ninety-nine percent, women are the outlier. Mm. I mean, don't get me wrong. Yes, I mean, when absolutely. I, yeah. yeah, I mean, when I was a police officer, mm. I went to some pub brawls. Yeah, that I got to see some women in action, mm-hmm. and quite frankly, uh they made me pucker my freckle. Yeah. Look, I'm look. You know, good for them. Good for them being able to. Uh, you know. Yeah, I've you know I've 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 seen women flying through glass doors at pubs and mm-hmm. crawl out of the like in Terminator. Yeah. You can't kill them, and then they'd go back in through the same broken glass. Hey, Dad, keep, I'd to like to point going. out that if I'd like to point out that if a woman's been thrown through the glass, she was the thrown, not the throwee. And if she been... gets up and gets back into the pub, then fucking rock on, sister. Yeah, but it, it, 
I don't, yeah, it could have been a, a, a lady that threw her through the pub. You door. think? No, you think a woman threw herself through the window and just to psych herself up for the ensuing brawl. Come on, <laughs> Paul. Yeah. I um, I may have mentioned this to uh, to listeners, but yep. I once tried to get into a pub, yeah. and the bouncers were two mm-hmm. women, and they just said to me, "You're not coming in the pub." And I didn't get into the pub. And that's a long time ago. I don't know what that means, but... <laughs> Neither do I. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, it's been a good podcast, Paul. I've enjoyed it. And I look forward to next week's um, meaty episode. It's going to be great. In the meantime, watch out for the Silent Bee. And we will see you very soon for more Loose Units. Bye, everyone. Cheerio. No. Did you want to? The show's done. Oh, okay. No. What was that? The what? It's pretty funny. What is it? Go for it. Hey, John. Hi, Tegan. Hi, John. Um, so I just had a quick question on behalf of a friend of mine who I work with, mm. and she's been following both uh, you guys mm. and the Melissa Kadich case, mm. or Kadich, I'm not sure which one it is, mm. um, quite closely. And she had a question based on something that you'd said about sneakers being thrown into Sydney Harbour with pig's feet in them. Mm. She's curious as to whether you think they strapped normal-sized pig feet, pig's feet into large sneakers with sticky tape or if they went out and bought tiny, tiny sneakers that fit the pig's feet, you know, like little baby Nikes. Mm. In my opinion, Tegan, uh, based on the information you've just presented to me, mm. I believe that they would have had a big pig... Not a not a little pig, because in all fairness, it'd be, I mean, to throw a pig off a cliff's pretty uncool. Uh, so I think you wouldn't use a baby pig because that'd be like double. The no, 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 Dad, that's no, not no, what no, she's I'm, saying. No, no, I know what she's saying, and I'm, I'm leading up to it like I do with all my stories, Paul. Just let me run with it. So the thing is, Tegan and listener, I believe they would have used a medium-sized pig with its sweet trotters. They yep. would have used a standard size running shoe times four. Okay, it's not like you'd have two on the back and none on the front. You'd have four four shoes. Yeah, it's not a fucking wheelbarrow. And then you would somehow or other, Tegan, I, I, you certainly wouldn't use sticky tape. You might use some incredible, amazing tape that's got incredibly sticky properties. Like because, sticky tape? No, no, Paul. You don't... You're just not... That's not, not the type of sticky tape for... Wrapping up a birthday present. What you said was you wouldn't use sticky tape. Use some incredible, like, tape with yeah. sticky properties. Paul, That's fucking sticky tape. No, Paul. There are, de- there are varying types of... Look, look, you want I'm gaff s- tape. Something really, really strong. But I, I actually... And I'm, this is going to sound a bit creepy, everyone. And I'm, gonna, I'm putting it out there. And this is morbid. Are you listening, Tegan? Yes, she's... Well, actually... Oh, God, she's right. gone. No, Fuck. she's actually been gone this entire time. Well, oh, I just have one follow-up question. No, Tegan, Tegan, I... With pig's feet in normal-sized shoes, my question is how long approximately do they dedicate to training you how to do this at the academy? Oh, that's such a, a Tegan question, isn't it? Tegan? Tegan? She can't I, hear you. Oh, for fuck's <laughs> sake. Look, Tegan, that's not that's a silly question, Tegan. But I would like to say this to the listeners. I actually believe if I was a like a doing this experiment, I would actually and this is a bit morbid, everyone, I would actually sew I'd stitch the the sort of 
bit where you put your foot in on the shoe to the actual pig's foot. So there's no chance. You don't want it to come off. You don't want to throw a pig off a cliff or even if you just throw it from a boat or even place it nicely into the ocean from a boat, whichever way. And you can't use a massive pig like a Gloucester spot. That's a type of pig. Paul? Yeah, I can hear you. So, I just... Paul, and you wouldn't use like a tiny pig for lots of reasons. And also a tiny pig would look really weird with big shoes. You could fit a tiny pig in a big shoe. True, but it'd have to be a massive shoe. And then you're not really testing the foot and the shoe thing, Correct, yeah, correct. Yeah. So I would I would sew yep. four normal-sized shoes onto a normal-sized pig and I, would hey. deli- and I would delicately place it over the side of a boat and just maybe put a um, like a homing device on it mm-hmm. so I can track it yep. and, and just basically follow it for probably weeks. Sure. And then things may or may not happen to the pig. Uh, it might may be taken by it could be taken by a massive great white shark and it, the shark actually eats the shoes as well and that sh- like that a... experiment is then a failure well unless the shark uh then becomes inexplicably speedy because it ate a bunch ate a bunch of nikes you know mm, yeah because they're not allowed to stop but what if they're not allowed to go slow they go real fast sharks don't sleep i know they wait i rest my case all right bye everyone cheerio Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.